0: Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Monday Memo and I'd like to talk about a topic a lot of us are impacted by it the digital revolution and as we've been hurtling through this the rule book on business is being rewritten as we're living through it for example software is a key element in in that revolution and it's lowering transaction costs it's reducing barriers to entry it's accelerating the pace of change, and companies who can't live with that pace and, and institutions who, who can't keep up will cease to be relevant, just like our accounting and finance profession. And today's Monday memo is going to focus a bit more on this sort of software and software development angle because if you look at the likes of Uber, Airbnb, uh, Netflix, they're, they're, they're essentially companies with. Not too much in the way of tangible assets, but this intangible software that allows them to connect customers with their services. And even if you think about Amazon, a lot of people want to hear Amazon 15 plus years ago would have thought that they were a retailer of books and CDs. But in a, a town hall in 2004, Jeff Bezos, when someone queried whether they were a retailer or not, he said, no, we're not a retailer, but we're a software company. He understood the importance of software delivering value to customers even all those years ago. So I was gifted this book from Jeff Lawson. He's the CEO of Twilio. Some of you might have heard of him before. He's He co-founded and is, has led a billion-dollar business. And his book was called Ask Your Developer. It was actually taken from a billboard they put up to advertise the company in Silicon Valley a number of years ago. And... I don't know about how many other teams in finance, but on my team, uh, we have a, a small group of developers and data scientists that develop software applications as and when we need them for our team to go access insights to help our business partners make better decisions. And having read it through now, I have to say there's quite a few parallels between finance and accounting. Five or six come to mind. The first one is the importance of collaboration. Organizations need their developers to build software, right? But even though that's the case, for them to do that, it's all about collaboration with other functions. I think the expression goes, it takes a village to build a competitive advantage. So similarly in finance, given our assets of of where we sit in the organization, we're essentially a support service. We have a broad view across silos, across functions, We've access to decision makers, access to data, and a very competent training in terms of turning the transactions of a business into insights, financials, talking the language of business, and also that perceived objectivity and independence to help any um, help through any moments of friction. So collaboration is key for our success if we're going to fully maximize our assets and value that we could perhaps add to our organizations. Uh, we also share in common misleading stereotypes. If you think about it, software developers, there's, there's this consideration of them as nerds. I'd not say I agree, but if you think about the picture painted of them in, in the popular media or movies, you've got uh, Sheldon Cooper from Big Bang Theory. You've got Q and James Bond, who's an awesome coder. And you've got, even if you think even further back, Ben Javiri. For those of you who remember the Short Circuit series, one of my favorite as a kid growing up, they had these nerdy software developers. And in accounting and finance, we just have this hashtag, boring accountant, who are chained to their desk, crunching numbers all day, counting beans, as some people call us. So if we live up to our stereotypes, we're not probably going to make the best impacts or influence in our careers. So to get the best results, we need to share our problems with developers, need to share them with finance professionals, asking for each other's thoughts and not necessarily presenting solutions or ideas for solutions just go get the thoughts so like in finance, it might be i'm not like i'd like you to close your book in in five days doesn't matter about the overtime. just go do it but imagine what you could achieve if you could say right i'd like you to close the books in four to five days how do you think you can make it happen what would it take to make it three days and then looking to people to go solve problems and defining the right problems. There's a good example, I think some of you might have heard of it before, about the NASA space program. I, I, I don't know if it's true or legend, but essentially they were struggling to find a pen that would work in zero gravity. And what the problem they were solving was trying to get a pen to work in zero gravity. And spending thousands and thousands of dollars to go solve it when the problem they should have been solving is how to write in zero gravity, how to write in space, because the Russians just use a pencil. So a very simple solution uh, had they framed the problem properly. Um, Another parallel we draw from the book, I think, within finance, is value comes from craftspeople. Many businesses, many organizations, there are people Uh, within finance and accounting software development or feeling disconnected from the business problems they're meant to be solving as well as the customers they're meant to be serving and and this could be a a personal choice or it could be that the management systems uh, don't treat them in in the way they need to be realizing their potential whereas if they were treated like craftspeople the thinking is you could then unleash their full technical talent And I was just talking with a guest mentor in an interview recently, and we agree technical foundation is very important. But once you've got that, then the value is crafted on top of those technical foundations. And that's part of collaboration being key. You can follow the value ladder, and we've talked about that in previous episodes. If you put hashtag value ladder into our website sienchio.com. It'll give you the relevant episodes. that breaks that down for you in ways we could go and craft more value. But value is essentially crafted in finance as well as in software development. Also, I thought it was a really cool point, and it's come up in conversation and a few panels before, is that uh, software, just like finance, is hopefully moving from being a cost center to a profit center in the software world and we're familiar with this in finance as well we're used to looking at build versus buy decisions nowadays the expression is build versus because it's not a question of buying in software anymore it's actually you have to build the solutions that the software to implement the solutions your organization needs and that's a bit of a 180 from the process of continual outsourcing of activities within teams. If you think about how a lot of finance has been outsourced to low, lower cost locations, it's not really about trying to drive costs down now, it's about trying to to protect uh, the value and, and have people contributing value within finance as opposed to being seen as a cost center as well. And imagine if you had a finance team that had appropriate software to deliver insights at the speed of light, for instance, the speed of sound or whatever you know that could be a competitive advantage but it just might mean that you might have those finance people more closely situated to executives or management which could be in a higher cost location so it might mean that that some of the outsourcing trends we've seen that reversing things become more insourced because that is the the company's secret sauce or competitive advantage we finance needs to become a bit more like a profit center as well track our results, not in terms of expense ratios to revenue or financials, but perhaps the number of softer benefits we did, productivity improvements we made, utilization improved because of the decisions we helped support or the insights we gave, or if we did find a way of being able to identify how much we directly drove shareholder value because we were able to rearrange some financing or do something cool like that then that's pretty pretty cool to call out as well. Also, I, there was another key point made in the book around the importance of experimentation. Running experiments to test assumptions about something. I don't think we do that enough in finance. We're always expecting our decisions to be perfect and on the ball because we really zero in on things when they're not on trend. But we also need to plant the seeds for tomorrow's growth as well. doesn't make sense embarking on a three, four, five-year program if we haven't tested the assumptions in a low-cost way. And I think that comes back to the work around real options. And again, that's another advantage we can bring from finances to try and encourage our organizations to run more experiments and bring in software developers to do that. And another cool concept that I really liked, because it was actually Jeff Lawson recounting a story about where he asked a CFO to do something, which was whole a blameless postmortem. Uh, what had actually happened was Uber was a very large customer of Twilio. Uh, Twilio's has a, a software API that allows organizations to send out text messages and communications at scale. And as if you're waiting for an Uber cab, there's a lot of communications backwards and forwards, tracking where the taxi's at and so on. What had happened there, because Uber was one of their main customers and Uber became under a bit of cost pressure, they started reducing their spend with Twilio. And as Twilio was gearing up for a, an IPO, they had announced that to the market that their biggest customer was spending less with them, and it knocked 30% off the value of the company because they were very heavily concentrated on a few key customers. Now, that's, now, the reason why they were able to find that out is they held a blameless post-mortem where they asked the question, why did we have such a big investor mishap, misstep? Because it would have been easy to blame sales for not selling enough to the Uber account, but it then essentially boiled down to a couple of, of root causes. Another one, one just being the concentration, another one being the pricing model, was based off of usage. So the more Uber used the service, the more it cost. So for them to reduce costs, it would reduce usage. Perhaps it was a better way of, of structuring the pricing for Uber, bigger customers, but also and heavy users of Twilio to make sure that they could have increased the lifetime value and wouldn't have had such a disruptive withdrawal of using their business. So off the back of that finance then was involved in helping provide insights on scaling up the sales team, better quota planning, better forward risk analysis and trying to reduce the customer concentration. So really great example of where finance teams can add value. And likewise, you know, that's why we do the strength in the numbers shows because, There's a lot of value in sharing with other people experiences of others for when they need them. And we're all progressing to our own careers, have our hard-won lessons, key learnings, frameworks for doing things. And one of the easiest ways to make sure we're doing the best ones and making the best impact and having the most influence is to ask others how they've managed to get to the levels that we're seeking to achieve And that's why we bring the guest mentors on to share with you their stories on how they did it, how they learned what they've learned, what works, what doesn't. And also, it's quite interesting that there's a lot more software developers working more closely with finance teams. It's quite a key message that's coming across from the mentors. So it's always interesting—is how close are you working with your developer, and are are you asking them to help solve your your problems? So look, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, please remember to share with your friends and colleagues on all the major platforms iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, and Amazon Music. And as always, we really appreciate you investing your time with us today. So until next time, take care of yourselves and let's keep on building our strength in the numbers.